Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hi again, everyone. Darren Javag here, host of Clean Break, the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Really exciting show happening today and very relevant and timely considering what we are going through right now with COVID. I know a lot of people out there are stressed about money, stressed about being isolated and stressed about getting through this in one piece financially. So here's a lady that's going to be joining us on the show. Uh, Right beside me, my co-host Tina Murray is with us. And obviously, Tina, who do we have on the show today? Well, thank you, Darren. Um, Yes, today, Pamela George, she is a financial literacy expert. Um, And so we've had her on the show before, but what a a more, there's no more timely time to have you on the show. So welcome today. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Darren. Happy to be here. And let's talk about this and see how we can help our audience. Yeah, so, so Pam, you are uh, an expert in financial literacy, and I know you're not a financial planner, or a financial advisor, sort of with those titles behind your name, but you really do have a lot of expertise, and you counsel and coach your clients on how to save for rainy days and how to sort of get themselves in a better financial position, but right now, we can't talk about getting into a better financial position. It's more about how to stay uh, afloat in this this time. What is your um, what is your feeling about what is going on and, and and from the conversations you've been having with clients, where are they sitting? What is happening in your world? Um, Tina, I'm seeing a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. I I'm not sure if you know this, but I am offering free uh, counseling sessions. I've started offering it since March 15th, and I'm going to continue to do that um, until April, the end of April. And during these free financial counseling sessions, I am realizing how much we didn't plan for something like this. Now, nobody knew we were going to be in a pandemic, but there are other emergencies that could have happened, right? And while I know that you know, there are a lot of us out there who don't, are not able to save for an emergency fund or choose not to save for an emergency fund. I think it was still shocking to me how many of us don't have one right now. And let me tell you, emergency funds, that's what's saving us right now because we had to wait pretty long to get, get the benefit from the government. I mean, it was only, the application only opened yesterday and you have to wait to get that. Um, I think it's uh, three to 10 days to get the money. So people with emergency funds are the ones who are not too, too stressed right now because they have money for groceries. They have money for rent and that type of thing. But generally speaking, it's like, you know, they're caught in the headlights. That's what I'm seeing right now. Right. So what are some strategies that you can put into place for, or you could advise people? Um, And there's a a number of different scenarios. Uh, So myself, I'm in a position where I am self-employed, so have no ability to get any money, but thankfully my business is still going. I, I am looking down the road that it may not. Um, my husband is still working and, and you know, I made some check marks and I, I went through the budget the other day and, and saw where I could 
you know, really reduce a lot of expenses that if my income does dry up, depending on how long this goes. But what are some strategies you could give to people who are a sort of still working, but potentially could be losing income down the road? And then B, a people who, who may have lost a good portion of their income. What can they do right now? Well, um, I would say this bit of advice will be for everybody. The budget that you were working with before March 15th, it's kind of out the window now. You need to sit down and do a new budget for the next 90 days or so. All right. And, and if you want help with that, just book a call with me. It's free. I'm not charging you to do that. But you need a budget for the next 90 days. And what that budget needs to show is just your essentials. We're hearing those words so much now, non-essential and essential services. Well, your budget needs to have just essentials, just the essentials. Things like um, eating out. Now, I know you can't go out, but you can still order food. And while I say this with a bit of hesitation, we need to support local business and the economy and all of that. But your first responsibility is to yourself and your family. So if by you ordering is putting yourself at risk for not having enough money to pay your rent or not balancing your budget, then you need to watch that. But things like, um, like the non-essentials, if you go through your budget, <clears throat> especially the way I do mine, uh, you have housing, transportation, debt repair, and savings. The other section that I call life, there are lots of things we can go through there and cut back and put it in an account, put it separate. Don't just leave it in the checking account because you, you might be tempted. You're bored, you're stressed. Amazon is just one click away, right? You don't want to yeah. be spending that. So put it away. And, and you know, if you never use it, fine. You then use it for something else when, every, when the mess settles. But for now, focus on just essentials. So much so. Um, I have some clients who are paying me monthly. And right now, that monthly plan that I have them on, which is the maintenance plan, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I'm saying, listen, my monthly plan right now is not an essential service. Because if you call me and you ask for advice, I'm giving it to you. Matters not. Right. So I said to them, let's pause that for a while. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Not all of it is going to be easy, but essential services, that's what you want to focus on. Essential right. things in your budget. Things like um, birthdays and stuff, you know... We have to revisit all that. We really do. The other thing uh, with your budget, uh, it's not, this is not the time to focus on being debt free, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you have $500 left on your credit card to pay off, I get that you want to pay it off. But let's say you're carrying a lot of credit card debt and you know, your monthly payment every, your payment every month might work out to $900 on two or three credit cards. That $900, if you could really look at your statement and figure out what the minimum payment is and just pay the minimum payment, chances are you're going to get to keep some extra money and put it in that account that you're going to have for when, I mean, we don't know how things, how long it would last. So rather than give the bank the money, who could cut off your credit card at any point in time, right? And, and then you, you don't have access to it. Hold on to as much money as you can. Just pay mm -hmm. the minimum. And if this thing ends in three months and you have that money put aside and you never use it, yeah, you pay three months interest, but you, you had that financial security that if, if it lasted longer, you have the money. You just pay it off in three months if it's done in three months. But my, I'm really urging everybody, you know, just try to hold on to what you can right now. I feel it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's very, very important that we hold on to what we can. 
Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And that, and that, so that is great advice for anybody, like people, even who have their income. And I mean, we do, you know, we, I have contributions into my RESP, RESPs for kids, RSPs, TF. And do you say I should maybe potentially look at and, and yes. <laughs> yes, I laugh, but I know the advisors and planners out there are not going to like when I say this. But <laughs> it's not the time. The time to save was before the pandemic started. I'm not mm -hmm. saying to not save. All right. Mm -hmm. But if you're saving and I have clients who after working with me, they're able to save seven, eight hundred dollars a month. I'm so proud of that. But anyway, they're able to save seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Why not just reduce it a little bit again so you could have a little more cash? I'm not saying cancel it. I'm not saying pull out all the investments. I'm not saying that. But these automatic payments, if you have the option to reduce it a little bit. So mm -hmm. you're not you're not putting yourself at risk long term, but if this pandemic lasts longer than we think it would, at least you have access to cash. You can right. pay your rent. Not a lot of landlords will take rent via credit card. No. Right? Stuff like that. So you really need to hold on to as much cash as possible and go through, go through your, your credit card statements, go through your, your checking account statements and look for little frivolous spending and highlight mm -hmm. it and make a check. Is this something that you, you want to be paying for? I have a client. Um, I worked with him, he's 22, and he didn't realize that um, he had some little Amazon thing coming out, $2.39, 20 times a month. Why does he even know what it is for? <laughs> Stuff like that, right? So go through your, go through your statements, go through your mm -hmm. checking account and make sure that, um, you know, what you're seeing on the statement really is what you're paying for. A lot of us, we just go on the app and we see the balance owing and we pay it. We don't take a pause and look at what interest they're charging us. Has that interest gone up? We don't know, right? Because we're just looking at the, at the snapshot of it. But this is a good time. We're home. I'm not saying being home is easy for everybody. I know we all, we, some of us have kids and all of that, but we have more time. <laughs> No matter how you look at this, we have more time. Take the time to look at your statements, go through it. What is your interest charge? When is it due? What is the minimum payment? All these things. Look at your charges, right? right. And not just the credit card, the debit as well. So Pamela, like, let me ask you a, a oh. quick question here. Um, <clears throat> you made a statement earlier, actually, that I agree with completely. It oh. is, <laughs> completely. It is uh, cash is king. Yes. Um, and you know what? I always try to encourage my clients to have three to six months of cash. Yes. Right? And I'm preach. A big, yeah, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of layering, right? And the way I layer uh, a plan is I recommend number one that you keep roughly about five. If you're a couple five thousand dollars, if you're a couple ten thousand dollars cash in the bank, right, in your mm -hmm. savings accounts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and the reason that I do, that I recommend that is because you don't want to give the bank any more money than you have to yes. because they're going to take your money and lend Big it to money. somebody else at 12% and they're going to give you a half a percent, right? Yep. Don't so you love I the bucks? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I always like liquidity, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I like liquidity and I like to be able, like I always tell people, but everything over above that, you know, layering into things like tax-free savings accounts or, or, or an investment account <laughs> that can give you a better return than a savings account. 
uh, is always kind of like your secondary strategy, right? So if you burn through all this cash, then you have your buffer. And then, you know, you have another long-term strategy, which is your third layer, which is your retirement plan. Yes. So I think, I think you know, in, for me, uh, I always say those are your kind of your three fail-safes, you know, mm-hmm. to, 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 to go through. And I agree with you. How do you, you agree with that? I so, agree with you. I usually tell my clients, um, I don't go as much as 5,000 with my clients. I say to one to 3,000 is what we're aiming for to have easy access to something drastic happens quick and you need money. Yeah. And then there's the emergency fund, which I, I say six months, I say six months salary. And most clients, when I tell them, let's work out what that is, because everybody, you know, you hear six months salary, but they, they don't really stop to figure out what it is. In some cases, it's forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And and when they hear that number, they freak out. So I start my clients with, okay, let's aim for three, right? And um, and we keep going. But you know what's the? There's good news in all of this mess that's happening. When this happened, I started to think, oh my gosh, you know, my clients, what's gonna happen? And then I realized nobody's calling me and panicking, at least not my clients. Other people were calling me. So I reached out to my clients and they're like, no, Pam, you taught us what to do. We have this mm. money. We have this money. We know what to do. We know what to, you know, and I actually started to get all weepy when, um, <laughs> when they started to say this to me because it's like valid, it's validation, right? Because they're saying, Pam, we don't know what we would have done without you. If you didn't help us, we would have been crazy trying to figure out what's happening. But because of you, the you know, and what you taught us, we are not panicking. And I feel so proud, like a proud mama, that my kids <laughs> were able to, to hold, they're holding it together while everybody else is freaking out. You know, right. I can't begin to tell you how proud I feel, guys. <laughs> For you. But yeah, yeah. To that, yeah, that's amazing. And that's that's a testament to what you do and how you can help people. So whenever, I'm going to say this now because we'll say it again, but like when we get through this and people are probably trying to come out of this and figure out how the heck they're going to get themselves out of it, go talk to you. Like that's yeah. the end of the story. But what but I want to say is next this. Question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I just, I, I want to sort of speak to those because we talked about generalities, what people can do specifically, but like those that have no income right now or are waiting for that assistance, that that assistance is barely going to cover <coughs> their rent and their food or their insurance. I mean, what, what are, what are things like some really good key points you mentioned, but like, what are some things they can do? Like maybe they don't even have enough to pay the credit card bill. Like, okay. <coughs> I get I mean, it. I, I yeah. can't even imagine the anxiety people are feeling right now. It's, it's a lot. So I want to say this. There's no shame in going to the food bank. My husband and I have contributed to it. Uh, I think it was March 16th when we, I realized this is what's going to happen. We both contributed to it. I'm encouraging my clients who have their shit together, and a lot of them do, to donate a little bit to the food bank. And there's no shame in doing that. This is a pandemic, something we never anticipated. So if you have no groceries, please contact the food bank. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to me. I am going to help whatever way I can. And I've been doing that. Don't be afraid or ashamed to reach out to people. Because a lot of us business people in particular, we want to help. But we wouldn't go ask, do you have food? Do you have food? We don't want to do that either. But please reach out to us. Um, 
The other thing is, you know, if you're struggling with money, with cash flow, contact the banks. And I, I, I would have posted something last week. I know they're not exactly being um, very proactive and looking out um, the way I thought they would. I thought it would have been a great goodwill opportunity for them, to be honest. But that's a whole different podcast I'm getting. Uh, I would say reach out to your bank and let them know that uh, you are having trouble meeting your payments and, and hear what they tell you. If you, a lot of times, if you can just make a $20 payment, even if that's less than your interest, it counts for something. All right, so try and do that. At the city of Ottawa, they have extended the deadline to make the, the, the property tax payment. Reach out to Hydro Ottawa or um, the other hydro company. I can't remember right now which one it is. Um, but Enbridge, all those companies, they have something in place for people who can't afford to pay their bills. So please reach out and do, uh, you know, ask them because I do find a lot of companies are being um, very generous with mm-hmm giving their clients uh, uh, some kind of break. I've, I've had clients who, um, whose landlords said to them, don't worry about it if you don't have the money kind of thing. So while we're hearing a lot of stress and a lot of landlords not backing down and they need their rent, there are landlords out there, I know them, who, um, who are actually saying, you know, if you don't have the money right now, it's okay. In fact, I have a client out in BC and her landlord reached out to her before she did to him. And he said, um, I don't know what your situation is like, but if you are having problem meeting the April 1st um, rent, don't worry about it. We'll work something out. So she responded and she said, no, I'm still on salary. But if you give me a reduction in rent, the difference, I will give it to someone who really needs it. Oh. So he, I know this is my client. Like I said, I'm a proud mama. Um, so he gave her $300 off and she helped three families, $100 each. Right. Oh. So even in this time, there's so much goodness going around. And the reason she could do that is because she wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. She had a budget. She's on a schedule to pay off her debt and that type of thing. Financial security gives you so much more than just dollars and cents. We don't know that. Right, guys? We know that. But mm-hmm. I'm seeing it now. Yeah. So, Pamela, I have a couple of que- uh, two <laughs> questions, actually. So when when people you mentioned uh, budget and cash flow, and then you talked a little about paying off debt and scheduling. Do you sit, when you're sitting with a client, do you help them understand what their timeline is to pay off debts? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, so if somebody comes to me and they have $90,000 of debt, which is not uncommon, by the way, unsecured debt. Oh, yes. <laughs> I see um, it. Yeah, <clears throat> the first and the best way to pay off your debt is to not damage your credit. And to do that, you need to pay it on your own. So I create a plan for them that shows them how much you need to pay every month for each debt that they have. And it actually gives them the month and the year that they're going to be debt free. Okay. Mm, and do you also tell them, do you also tell them like how much interest they're going to pay at that timeline? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I show and then, them. And yeah, then you if, hand them a bowl and say, <laughs> just go over there. And you can... <laughs> I show them. If you, yeah. If you, if you don't, if you continue on the track that you're on, this is how long it will take you to pay. It will take you 67 years to pay this off. And um, I don't know, uh, $23,000 in interest. I showed right. them that. And I said, if you come yeah. on this plan, it will take you five years. Usually five years is what I work it out to be. And it will cost you, I don't know, $1,200 a month. Well, your budget says you don't quite have $1,200. How will we make your budget work so you have $1,200 to pay your debt? Well, maybe you need to decrease some entertainment 
or you need to maybe, um, I don't know, whatever it is, we figure it out to find how that 1200 fits into their budget. Right. If it's, if it's an, a place, uh, if it's a situation where, depending on the kind of debt, if the client already has damaged credit, so many different situations, I may explore, not me, I go through all the options with them. So they're like, you know, guys, it's about eight different options to pay off debt. Right. So if, if that first option doesn't work, we're going to look at <clears throat> refinancing, your you know, looking at your mortgage refinancing to get some equity from your house. We're going to look at a consumer proposal, a bank consolidation loan. We're going to look at all the other options. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and together with what I do and then the client comes up, OK, which is the best? Obviously, if you can afford it, the best option is to not damage your credit and pay it off on your own. Keep some mm-hmm. equity in your house if you have children. You want to keep that going. So, so that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I do think after all this, we're going to have a lot of people carrying a lot more debt than they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, and Darren, you would have read the literature. I think I, I, would have public, I would have posted this on Facebook late last year. I think it was 57% of Canadians were like $200 away from from being de- from declaring bankruptcy. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So and they, I see it. Missed, I'm seeing it now. Yeah. So if a family, if a family missed one paycheck, basically they would they would pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what percentage would would go into like foreclosure, basically? And, and that's what's scary. happening right now. Scary. That's what's yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. missed that. They have missed the March month and pay, and yeah. that's what's a lot of times is happening now. And people are really really scared. I am concerned um, about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think there need to be a lot, uh, something huge right now, some kind of big initiative pushing. And I know the Royal Ottawa is opening up a clinic and all of that, but I think it needs to be more localized than that. We need more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pamela, I want to just wrap things up because we like to keep things yeah. to the 20 minute mark or so, just so people can get a uh, kind of a taste of, of, of the personality of the person that they're trying to connect with. <laughs> Uh, obviously you have a lot going on. You've got some great <laughs> advice. So, uh, tell people how they can uh, get a hold of you. Okay. They can get a hold of me, uh, com, or I am on Facebook, financial Pamela George financial literacy. But I want to say I am offering an online course, a group online course with deferred payment to September. So if you're home, you have the time and you want to learn about your money, get a bit of counseling, get your finances in order so when this thing ends you can hit the ground running then please sign up for that you don't have to pay until september and even then we could revisit it then but i would ask for a down payment of just 50 dollars, so it shows you're committed but we can get this done now and you pay later Great. that's what i'm offering it's starting at the end of april or maybe middle of april who knows I haven't quite put it together yet that's awesome <laughs> and they can also connect you through the uh, divorce net webpage yes and uh, this will probably be going up on the Facebook page as a, as, as a, a podcast. And uh, I, believe, I, I believe you wrote an article or a couple of tips that you were going to give Ashley that a uh, list of things like uh, the Canadian emergency response benefit and some of the things that you had acquired and a list that you acquired that people can kind of reach out and find some benefit from. Is that right? Yes, I did it, but things are so fluid and every day the government is changing and doing something new that I did it. And by the next day, it wasn't quite relevant or up to date as much. So it kept changing. So I, I should do another one, but I'm afraid I'll do it. And by the next day, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's not accurate as much. And there's so much inaccurate information going out there that I don't want to contribute to that. 
you know, but, but if you want something for the website, I will put something together with awesome. a date on it. <laughs> or we'll just tell them to come contact you. Yes. You all know I'm, we're all working from home and I'm in my bedroom because it's the place with the least amount of light and um, uh -huh. my cat is climbing up the screen to the outside window. So. <laughs> Great. Days of COVID nineteen, we're yes. working from home and having all kinds of wacky things happen. I hear you. It's fun. No, I'm enjoying all the wacky things. Thank you for yeah, having me. Yeah, it's a thank pleasure you for joining us today. And we just appreciate your insight. And you know, I mean, we didn't even talk divorce or separation, but man, oh man, like this yeah. applies to everything, and particularly in this pandemic, everybody's going through some stress. So thank you for just giving us a bit of calm in the storm thank you thank you for having me and um when next you want to do another one let me know i'm not going anywhere i'm at home so reach out i'm surprised we're doing awesome. like 12 of these a day yeah <laughs> i am quite busy <laughs> take care guys you've been listening to clean break our weekly podcast on life transitions you can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca where we upload audio video and blog content every week mycleanbreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition